Welcome back to the podcast. Hello, how are you? I hope you're having the best day. Um, and I'm so glad to have you here. Guys, this week has been like a literal whirlwind. The episode that you're about to listen to has literally been to hell and back. Um, we were supposed to go live on Monday and it got pushed because of technical issues. So then it got pushed to Tuesday. And then again, technical issues wouldn't resolve. Y'all, I was up till 2 a.m. last night trying to figure it out and it just wouldn't work. So I decided, you know what? I still want to make sure that I'm putting content out there this week um, that I'm excited about. The only difference being this week's episode that was originally going to be an embedded video episode is only going to be an audio episode for all of your listening platforms. So later in the week, we will have the video version of this episode on YouTube and that will be uploaded in the description as well. But till then, I want to enjoy this moment that we have together still through audio platforms. But even still, thank you for being here. Thank you for listening to me. Thank you for being patient while I take my little hiatuses and come back. And with that, I really, really hope you enjoy this little episode that we filmed last weekend. If you've been a listener for a while, welcome back. I am so happy to have you back. I know it's been a month since we chatted last. And if you're new here, then thank you for being here. I am so excited that this is your first episode with me. So excited to have you, to be in your ears, follow you wherever you're going, doing whatever. I had a whole plan for this episode, y'all. I had a whole plan. I was really excited. I was thinking about really what I wanted to chat about and what really was core to my identity. And when I hit record, the number one thing that came to my mind is, oh my God, I've been in this country as of this fall officially for six years. I moved to the States in 2018. Let's count that. 2018, 2019, 2020, 21, 22, 23, six years. Like this is my sixth year in the US. But like that realization dawned upon me today because at work, someone asked me and we were having a little coffee chat and they were like, oh, like when did you move to the country? And I said, oh, in 2018. They're like, wow, you've been here for like six years. That's more than half of a decade. And I was like, huh? Sorry, what? And I fully just processed in that moment that I've, that's crazy to me. Like six years flew by and it's been amazing. It's been such a roller coaster. I've been, I, and obviously I feel so lucky to have the most supportive family to even like let me go abroad and pursue my education and pursue my dreams and have parents that really saw and believed in the goals and visions that I saw for myself. Um, but all of that aside, I was thinking about how when I initially came to the US, I was so scared. I remember like a week before, actually the night before my flight out from Mumbai, I was sitting with my mom and this whole time I was so excited about going to college as anyone is. I was so excited about traveling. I'd never been to the States before. So I was like, oh my God. The, the night before my flight, I sat down with my mom on the couch and I started bawling. And I didn't know why I was crying because I was so confused. Cause I was like, wait, I've been excited about this for so long. And now suddenly I feel a pit in my stomach and I can't like, I can't pinpoint why that is. And like, I don't know like why I feel this way. And I was chatting with her and I was like, mom, I am so scared. Like I thought I was excited and yes, I'm excited, but I'm also terrified, terrified. Like who wouldn't be? And I think 
most people in my position, like if you're either an international student who's going to start at university this fall, or you're applying and you're gonna start next fall, or wherever you are in your application process, or you already are an immigrant, you went through this entire thing, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Or like, even if you didn't move from another country, like even if you just moved to college, just like leaving home is a scary freaking thing. And that process was really daunting, but, but like thinking to now, and when I reflect on the last six years, I am actually so proud of myself and my friends and how we've been able to build a life and community for ourselves despite that fear um because moving is a scary thing and it's a scary and big transition and so on today's episode i wanted to sit down and chat with you about the five things that made the process of transitioning for me from living in mumbai india to the united states having never been there before a little easier so grab a little coffee or like a water bottle or whatever you would like and i am so excited to get right into this okay number one my excitement and love was greater than my fear and i say this all the time i've said this so many times on my other podcast episodes but like with whatever you do you have to let your love be greater than your fear like you have to see the potential return of something 10 years down the line or two years down the line or like even a month down the line to know that even in that moment if you're uncomfortable that if you let that love be greater then the outcome will be far better than anything else you could get in life or anything else you could experience in that moment and so for me even though i was terrified and i was really scared and it was a daunting feeling leaving my parents behind my excitement to explore something new to explore what my independence meant to me um explore my passions and like the different things I like, meet new people, experience diversity. Like my excitement for all of that was greater than any fear I had. And in my mind, as long as I loved what I did, or as long as I was passionate about what I wanted to go there for, I would be okay. I think a good thing to mention here is it's very easy to sit here and say, oh, like you have to let your love be greater than your fear, but there's very obviously a lot of factors that determine which one is greater. And I think the one thing that's always helped me focus on the love I have for things and make that love bigger than anything is when I have really succinct and specific goals. And I'm not saying you need to know exactly where you want your life to go in the next five years. But for me, the one thing I knew going into college was, oh my God, I love economics. <laughs> and I know, and like this might sound a little weird, but I was so passionate about econ and so passionate about the faculty that I was gonna meet on campus. Like I'd done research on who the faculty was, what books they published, what their research looked like. Like I was so excited to study that that love for me of being in a classroom of really intelligent people, learning things that I'd never learned before with really smart people from different backgrounds, that was so exciting to me. And so anytime I got fearful, it was so easy for me to like root myself in my goal, right? And say, oh no, like I'm scared, but it's okay because this is why I'm going there. Like this is what I want from the experience. And I think if, if you lack that goal, then I think it's a good idea to sit down and really ask yourself like, why am I going abroad or why am I going through this big change or why am I choosing this transition? Because at the end of the day, we all have a choice in the transitions we want to or don't want to make. So if you're choosing to have a large transition in your life, why do you really want that? Why is it important to you? And then have the and then have the foresight to say, okay, well, I'm scared right now, but I know for a fact that five years later, this is gonna pay off. And as I sit like now, six years later in this very moment like this is exactly everything 18 year old isha wanted like i wanted to move to new york city i want to work in corporate i wanted to have a career like doing something that was related to what i studied and and i love my job and 
all of the things that I wanted to do, I've done because I was so passionate about my goal and saying, hey, I don't know what I want to do. I didn't even know I wanted to do consulting when I was like 18 years old. The thing that I, that I hinged all my bets on was the fact that I was passionate about econ. So find that one thing that you're really passionate about to really take you through every single step of the way with a difficult transition because that's what you're going to root your sense of self in and that's what love looks like to you. Like love in your head is that. That's what it is. That's what it should be. Okay, number two. I'm gonna get a lot of shit from all of my like high school besties for saying this, but I say it in the best way. Actually, they wouldn't give me shit. Like this is in support of them. But, when, but the second thing that made this transition so easy was the fact that throughout this transition, I focused on how my relationships back from school felt rather than what those relationships were made out of. And I say that because the what of a relationship, right? Like what is a relationship made out of can entail friend dates and going to the mall and shopping and painting each other's nails or like hanging out, playing sports. All this is like the what, right? And those are all great things. And there are definitely a lot of ways in which people connect and like stay friends. But ultimately it's how you feel in those relationships that determines whether or not that relationship is something you want in your life or is something that makes you feel good about yourself. I think the scariest thing about moving abroad or moving in general and having a big change was the fact that I was losing a lot of the people that I had in physical proximity to me 24 seven, right? Like my best friends lived down the road from me literally five minutes and I was at their house. They were at my house, we hung out all the time and it was amazing. But I realized that the reason why that transition was so easy for me was because it never felt like those friendships changed. The one thing that subconsciously healed my transition journey so much was the fact that all of the successful relationships I've had, like friendships and stuff like that, have been successful because both parties focused on how that relationship feels and makes us feel rather than what it's made up of. Because if it was based on what it's made up of, I wouldn't be friends with anyone I'm friends with right now because we hardly call each other, we hardly text, we don't really see each other that often. But when we do talk to each other, when we do really need each other, we feel that safety and security in a friendship. And that is the number one thing you need for a friendship to be successful. Like sure, friendships are supposed to be fun. Sure, friendships are supposed to be exciting and you try new things together, but you also have to feel safe and seen and heard. And in all of those high school friendships, at the end of the day, even when I was making new friends in college, I was so comfortable during the transition because I had so much faith in the friends I had from high school. And all of that just comes from focusing on how your relationships feel. So take the friends and the people that kind of matter to you. And instead of focusing on what your relationship was, focus on how it felt. Because I think the more you focus on how it feels, the less likely you are to feel like you're missing out on people and friendships because you can't see them that often anymore. Um, and I think also in a very weird, beautiful way that kind of made me cherish our friendship more and the time that we did get together on like breaks or like on the phone or FaceTime or whatever, I loved so much more. So yeah, number three, I found that the best way to meet people that I would connect with was through finding something we both liked. And this in college or like, bigger transitions in life, whether it's moving to a new city, whether it's like starting a new job, is so much easier than we actually give it credit to, right? I think, I think moving from abroad to here, the one thing I was really aware of was that I looked really different and that my experiences were different and my culture was different. I mean, it, it's natural to feel that way. I moved from a whole nother country, a whole different continent, um, to somewhere I'd never been before. So that in and of itself was a very natural feeling. 
But what I didn't realize was the power of connecting with people on things that you both love and are passionate about. And what that does is just kind of make the differences a little bit smaller. And so whether that's finding people that enjoy the same hobbies, whether that's finding people that also consume the content of someone you love online. Like one of my friends in college, I just truly made that friendship based on the fact that we like the same musicians. And today she's one of my best friends. Finding points of commonality between people and really weaving yourself into the social fabric of things makes you feel less of an outcast. And, and I think the hardest part of any transition is more than people looking at you a certain way, we're super critical of ourselves and we think we look super different. We feel like we look, look really out of place, that we're doing something wrong, that we're not fitting in. But the second you kind of turn that switch around and look for all the ways in which you're so similar to others around you, because you are, we are, we're all human at the end of the day. It just feels so much more natural to find people that you genuinely gravitate towards. And Obviously, I feel like I could talk about making friends for hours and hours, so maybe that could be like a whole another conversation, but I think if there's any one thing that I also remember telling all my friends um, about when I was, when we were all transitioning through this period of going abroad for college, was that the easiest way to make friends is find people that like the same things you like. And join a club. There's clubs everywhere. And this doesn't have to be a college thing. It can be a city thing. I feel like in New York itself, I'm still every single day finding people through book clubs or like art classes that I'm taking or workout classes. Oh my God, the best way to meet people. So really focus on what you have in common with others. And I think that can go a long, long way. Okay, number four. And this one I loved worked 10 on 10. Okay, my problem with the whole bucket list narrative as it is right now is that bucket lists are always made to seem like this one big thing that you want to do before you die or like this like a list of all these places you want to travel to and all this, these like touristy things you want to do all the time and like fancy things and things that often involve a lot of money but it doesn't have to be like a bucket list can literally simply be oh i want to explore xyz things in this new neighborhood this is my bucket list Point being, I want you to sit down and make a list of all of the things that you want to do before the end of the next three months getting into your transition. Whether that's the end of a semester, whether that's the end of a year, the end of three months of you moving to a new city, starting a new job, whatever that bucket list looks like, make it. And the reason why I'm telling you to make it and call it a bucket list is so psychological. I think that we automatically get so excited for things that are just named a little interesting, right? Like if you tell me, oh, Isha, go like, this is your to-do list and go get me groceries, probably not going to do it. But if you come and tell me, oh, here's a treasure hunt for you to explore Trader Joe's, go get me groceries, chances are I would go and do it for you because it just sounds more exciting. And that's like the number one way I've tricked myself into things. So before I went to college, for instance, or even before I moved to the city, I made a list of all of the things that I wanted to do and were classified as my bucket list. And this was literally exploring new neighborhoods, obviously easier in New York, but back at Penn State, which mind you was literally in the middle of nowhere. So if you have one of those colleges or schools or just like cities that you're moving to right now, trust me, I feel you. Like I made a list of all of the things that I was excited for and I wanted to do. I wrote down specific clubs that I wanted to join, specific events I wanted to go through, th go to throughout the year. Um, tailgate. I wrote down different like wineries and like pumpkin patches and all of that because that stuff exists in the suburbs. Point is make a bucket list of the things you're excited about trick yourself and just get more excited to be there. Once you do get there, whether you do those things alone or you do it with new friends and people that you've met, up to you. But still, 
that's something that's in your control. So you'll never feel like you don't have something to do. And that's just one more reason for you to get out of bed and go do something. Especially when the fear of being away from like normal makes you just want to stay in bed. So make a bucket list. It's going to get you more excited and it's going to get you out of bed. And the last thing that I think can help you transition into any big change in your life. And this goes back definitely to the fact that we're so self-critical of ourselves is celebrate the small wins. I think when I moved abroad, I was so harsh on myself. Like even though I had gone through such a drastic change, I never really gave myself credit for the fact that I was away from my family that I'd seen every single day for the last 18 years of my life, that I was away from my friends, that I was meeting people, that I was taking really hard classes, that I was in like so many different clubs trying out so many different things and sure all of those are great resume points but at the end of the day when you're thrown into like a new environment even though it's exciting it's also overwhelming so i want you to like take a step back and really start celebrating the small wins whatever that may be celebrate finding a regular coffee place that you go to celebrate making a new friend having your first meal alone doing really well at work doing really well in a class, being exposed to something that you really didn't have any idea about before, buying yourself something new, whatever it is, celebrate the small wins. And again, I say small wins because you don't need to be the smartest or like the most successful or like have the most number of friends in three months getting into this change or like in a semester or when you just dive into an environment. I think it's way more important for us to track our mindsets and track how much progress we're making internally rather than just calibrating our success to how many things did I achieve. I think the most powerful thing I've learned over the last few weeks is that you are not your resume, that everything doesn't have to be output related, and that you don't have to wait to celebrate your successes. So I think being present, recognizing your small wins, saying, oh my god, this is a win. Even if it doesn't feel like a win to other people, it can still be a small win to you, and going the extra mile to tell yourself that you're proud of yourself, regardless of all of this change and overwhelming pressure to do something cool and new and push yourself, I think that's a win. So in this whole entire big win that we have of like pushing yourself to explore new things and go through this transition and change, celebrate the small stuff. And I really, really hope that helps. But with that, those are my five little to-dos for helping you get through big scary transitions. I really hope it helped. I really hope it felt like a big hug. I really want all of my episodes to feel like a big hug to you. But regardless, thank you for being here. Thank you for spending your time with me. Thank you to the people who pushed me to make video content because this was exhilarating. I loved it. We're gonna keep doing more of this. I would also love if you could leave me a little review or a rating for this podcast on any listening platform you listen on. It really helps me out, it helps out the podcast, and honestly, it helps me know if this content is serving you and is something that you want. So with that, our little time together has come to an end, but I hope you will join me again next week, and I hope you have a wonderful week ahead. Okay, bye!